Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Live from Las Vegas. Sports talk. Hot takes. And all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers. Best things in life sometimes are unexpected surprises. No surprise that we are here on your airwaves today. I guess maybe it was a little bit of a touch and go this week, Adrian. You've mentioned it to me at least three times. Hey, we made it five straight days. Facts. It's been a minute. It's been almost damn near a month here in studio. Yep. But we made it. And then even then, I'm still a little hesitant. Knocking on some wood. Yep. Because we got two more hours to go on the Playmakers Plus Friday. Oh, it is Playmakers Plus. I've forgotten about that. It means we get a little bit extra screwy today, but I will say we didn't have like a full week because we weren't able to work Trista Crick into our schedule, but luckily- This is true. Luckily, I'm going to be on Bad MGM tonight to help make up for that fact. 6 p.m., that's when they give me a call. Uh, my name is Lindsay Ryan. I don't think I've introduced myself yet. And then also somebody is sitting in the corner in here, Dominic Lavoie, who has emerged from the dungeons of the secondary education system that is- <laughs> The uh, loan repayment program into the program. Hello, friend. You, your mic's oh, definitely his. not on. It's definitely not on. Adrian, I feel like we should have known this. No, but we. I feel like we did. And, but and I is have he even Mark, on the right mic? He, I, I believe he is. He might need because to Because use... he's on that far arm right there, so it should be the one that's in this chair, right? Dominic, say something. See, this is, is this why we're there on we the go. Look at all wow, these that chickens. just switched up on me. Yeah, that's well, crazy. We have you know so many friends that roll through here, and so it's easy to get confused with all the mics that are definitely in use at all times in this studio. But we are happy to have you back. Thank you. Glad to um, be here. It has truly been a minute. Have we learned anything? Um, <laughs> I learned that you need to do your work. It's very important in that, school. At a at, at a probably a scheduled time, probably a slow burn, not like a fast all yeah. at the end type of thing. Not trying to mm. write an essay at eleven forty five when it's due at eleven fifty nine. What was the essay on? Journalism stuff. Journalism stuff. So it wasn't just that the ethics bad, of it. Yeah. Just had to thereof. ramble like four Clearly. or five pages about ethics and stuff like that. Ethics. Clearly you're going to get an A on that report. So because easily The background you just gave me on that, the SparkNotes version Maybe of your Maybe SparkNotes on your journalistic <laughs> ethics. That is absolutely Playmakers Plus vibes right there. 100P. How are you, how are you feeling about your uh, GPA? Um, it's actually gotten better this semester. That's it's, you know what? We're in a good That's spot. That's all you could ask for. That's all you could ask for because ultimately we're just looking to be you know one day in a row at something or making some improvement. And let's ride. I, I thought That's, you were gonna you're impressed something, so I yeah, wanted to make sure. I thank you. <laughs> and I'm I'm Adrian Hernandez too, by the way. But I feel like the people know that. 
Yeah. So, I man. said Adrian. I, we just kind of walked straight into the conversation. But that's what happens sometimes on the show. Sometimes it's very formalized, very serious, and sometimes we really don't care. And maybe today is somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. Let's just say that. We have a lot to get through. Um, sports and other things on our docket. We're going to get into some hockey talk here in a minute or two. We're going to talk about the touchables in the non-playoff teams in the NHL and the NBA who could possibly be on the move or just who we would we would be considering to move. Uh, we have a new bit at the end of this hour that me and Adrian are super excited for. And honestly, I'm really nervous about hyping it up because we haven't done it before. And sometimes, that, speaking of knock on wood, you know. <laughs> But you did, when you text me at 8 a.m. about some show stuff. With a video. I explained it. No, it it got me hyped. It woke me up. It's like, I, oh, it's go time I was today. like, I can wait to tell Adrian this when I get to the studio later. I'm like, no, I can't. I'm going to forget most of this, and he is probably going to get hyped over it. And so we're going to introduce that to everyone. We'll talk about the greatness that is Kevin Durant and the respect that so many of and uh, I was going to say NHL royalty, NBA royalty has put on his name. And, you know, I, anytime people are dapping up 35, we got to talk about it. I, I respect it. The, the legions to the number, I respect it. Yep. Everybody's saying he's the GOAT, one of the GOATs, the GOATiest of GOATs. Uh, Chamber of Chaos, uh, we'll put both of you in there at the same time and see what happens. <laughs> Finally, it's seven been a minutes minute. in heaven, seven yeah. plus minutes in heaven or something like that. And then we'll wrap it up with a, a scrambler or whatever we're calling this last segment. Uh, and that should be our show. And then the rest of the weekend is the abyss for the rest of us. I mean, you have like eight jobs, Dominic. Now yeah. you're telling me pre-show. So you, how many days off in a row do you have? Um, maybe like ten hours. Ten hours. Yeah. Jeez, this man. <laughs> He's in his early twenties. This is what it is. Not that's, yet. That's the college He's life. He's nineteen still. Yeah. Late te- early twenties <laughs> start July sixth. Literal fetus. <laughs> and we do need to get the people ready. EDC weekend as well. Could you imagine oh, going to EDC with the winds here right now? It stinks, yo. They were all in Target yep. buying condoms and Gatorades. Yep. I saw hey, it. Safety first. No, liquid Especially IVs. these days. Liquid IVs. These are facts. Huh? Even if you're not going to EDC. Liquid IV. It's like a hydration powder thingy. Oh, see, I just yeah. got... When I go to festivals, I get real IVs put in. Oh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ba- oh, yeah. Oh, bars? Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Medical bars? <laughs> Absolutely bars. I mean, they were definitely uh, qualified to give them, too, so don't worry about me doing oh, anything sketchy okay, as hell, but like... You got to do what you got to do, especially with um, just how wonky the weather can be. And so if you're down on your way down to EDC, first of all, thanks for hyping us up. You know, get pumped. I'm so pissed I'm not down there, though. It's okay. See, but you focused on the wind. It's going to be super windy. I know, but it's just like there's only so many. Post-COVID, everyone's going to be a little crazier than usual. Who's to say I'm, that there's going to be another EDC? Who's to say that I'm going to be around for the next EDC? Damn. Like, you just mm. you never know. That's a real life. That's a way to look at it. But uh, yep. I'm going to be the flip side for you, Lindsay. Okay. Half glass full. Next year is going to have a bigger and better lineup. Well, and Alice in Wonderland's not playing at EDC this year because <laughs> she's playing at Life it. is Beautiful. And so, like, literally, who does need it? And you're going point? to Life is Beautiful. Correct. So yeah, there it is. We still have to secure those tickets as well. But we have plenty of time to figure that out. Uh, in terms of figuring out the show, not really sure if that's ever going to be something we check off our box. But we at least should open it. It's time for the can opener. All right. It's time to make some sense, people. There's a professional women's hockey league in Sweden. It's called the SDHL. Announced earlier today that it is implementing a pilot program for the 2022-2023 season that allows body checking. Can I get a round of applause here? They hitting. They finally hitting. And I do believe we can give you a round of applause. Let's go. (laughs) 
Why the IIHF years ago, 1992, banned checking? Now, a game is a lot different place than it was in 1992, 1992. I mean, was it 98 was the first ever Olympics, right, Dominic? Nagano? Uh, remember I it? think. I don't know. That's yes. a little before my time. Anyways, there's this idea that, like, when you play hockey, that it's, it's so rough that w- women and girls can't handle the checking. And it causes more problems than it solves. Because th- there's a multi pronged kind of approach to really support this change and I think it will be one that will be implemented across women's hockey hopefully because ultimately you want to make the game as safe as possible right and so by opening up checking you're like oh that kind of seems counterintuitive it is the exact right thing to do because what happens when you don't teach people about things and then they're exposed to them later on do their bodies know how to handle it do they know how to manage it themselves no And so by allowing checking, other than the open ice collisions, they're saying none of that, but they're saying along the boards, you can absolutely hit people. You can absolutely find that different gear of that physicality. We introduced that to, we we started introducing checking at a a lot younger ages than we do now on the boys side. I think it's Bantams now. You can't, you can't check. It used to be squirts. Um, But there's, there was a point when I was playing and we would have like joint practices with the guys team. And all of a sudden, practices, once we got to a certain age, they would go work on how to check and how to take checks more specifically, how to prepare, what do I need to look for, how do I approach the boards when the puck's on my left side versus my right versus when I have one hand on my stick versus two. Like, how do I prepare for this? When you when you say body checking is illegal and you say and, and there's no opportunity for any of these girls to prepare for it, to learn how to do that, to, to expect that, because why would we need to dedicate time to it? It is illegal, right? But yeah. let me tell you about the ruthlessness that is women's hockey. I would much rather take a body check than have somebody slew foot me because that's the only way that they can really get back at me on that physical edge. I think this will have a positive impact on concussions, which they have found through their studies that there's been a 75% decrease, I think their number that they, yeah, um, in, in terms of, Incidents in concussions that have been seen since the increase in physical play. And then you get the actual developmental positives as well of what more physical hockey means and what that commands from you as you develop, as you get better, as you grow older. And especially for countries like Sweden, like Finland, like Switzerland, that aren't Team USA and aren't Team Canada. How do we how do we start shrinking the gap a little bit more? Because we just don't have the same amount of money and sustainability to produce the skill talent, at least line after line after line. But if we can start using our physical advantages to our advantage, well, it's a whole new ball game. Well, that that was is my question on the flip side, where USA and Canada have dominated the sport. Yep. And a lot of people have complained. And to me, when I read this, and I'm like, okay, if physical play is now going to be a part of the game, that and it just gives is. yeah, it just gives a bigger advantage to USA and Canada compared to these other countries because now the skill set isn't necessarily there. And now the physicality and just the ability to train and just, you know, get bigger, get stronger for the wear and tear. Right. Like, I think it puts all these other countries at an even bigger advantage by allowing this. I don't agree, this. though, because, like, so Hillary Knight is one of the best uh, hockey players ever to play on, on Team USA for, for women. And say she she's probably 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and say she's coming at me with a ton of speed and I'm a defenseman. I'm at my own defensive blue line. And... If I'm a man, if I'm playing men's hockey and she tries to take that outside angle to the boards, I can interject and hit 
him, her into the boards, right? Mm -hmm. I can stop her. That's a legal play. Without hitting in the women's sport right now, I have to time it to a to a nuance level that is so hard to hit, especially if I'm at a physical disadvantage. If I'm a little bit smaller, if I'm a little bit uh, slower footed, it's going to be really hard for me to do anything but get turned around while trying to stop her. But if I have that chance to wedge, if I have that chance to really interject into her space, that completely changes the way I, I have the ability to defend Hillary Knight. And if I if she doesn't have that outside lane, she has to take the inside. So now if she has to take the inside, what does my other defenseman do now? Like all of these little things that can just change by you taking a different angle on this particular play. And that's where you're going to have advantages and disadvantages just based off of investment. That's where it is with the American game. That's where it is with the Canadian game. And that's where these other countries are, are on at a disadvantage to catch up. But skill development, all of that, that feeds into the capitalist machine that is hockey skill development that has become a huge business. Like, there's no faster sport than uh, growing than hockey, especially in just, like, the intangibles, the off-season programs, the shooting tutors, like, all this other stuff. You're giving more, you're giving more people more tools at their disposal. And so with that, the diversification, I, I think that lends itself to a more evenly competitive field. Well, I, I hope so, and I trust you. I just think, like... When I think of like international basketball, for example, because of some of the rules, it isn't as physical as, let's say, the NBA. And because of that, there's been countries like Spain and Argentina that have had a lot of success mm -hmm. and that beat the USA, where when you look at these rosters, you're like, wait a minute. Argentina had Manu Ginobili and a whole bunch of like bench type players, but yeah. they're able to compete. And one of the reasons why are it wasn't as physical and they were able to kind of use finesse and right. kind of outsmart. Whereas if it's a loving playing field, right. so like this I'm is, assuming this is the, the same USA, thing, but just opposite footed. Yeah, but I just think the the physicality is going to lend itself to who has the better equipment, who has more money, who has more investment, as opposed to who's necessarily no, more skilled. No, it's bigger skilled. bodies, isn't it? Well, yeah, but if, I'm if, saying if, bigger if bodies. Yeah, but not. But that's where I, we we assume that the Canadians and the Americans are the bigger bodied. Yeah, that's that, not what we're talking. About. We're talking more about skill development. Those are two very different concepts when we're talking about hockey, and that's where you see it at the NHL level how they've moved to smaller players with skill development, with with small area games, the ADP model, whatever the hell they call it, um, to help create players that are creative in in um, tiny spaces that can that can improvise, that are are willing to kind of bump and run rather than take runs at people, right? You're looking for more of a bumper boat feel rather than uh, a jousting feel. Dominic, you're a hockey player. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a great move, honestly, because in my head, like even through this whole discussion, it's kind of my thought is why couldn't women check in the first place? Because we need to be protected, Dominic. I, I, we I, I never that, got that. That was basically the reason too, yeah. by the way. Well, let's, we talk about this a lot of, at least I talk about this a lot because I run into this with my job about the lack of imagination that people have in terms of capabilities of women. Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing for us to see women in power positions, women, you know, in work, like this has been going on for decades and that's why all this like ass backwards stuff that we're doing feels so, so wrong, but it's not just about representation anymore. Like we were talking earlier about, about, about studios and stuff. I'm like, who is writing these scripts? Who's greenlighting the scripts? Who is truly at the wheel and that's where we're, we need to see those different imaginations. And with with different imaginations, you get different-minded, different experienced people in there. And some sports are willing to open that up 
be just because, and some sports have to open up because they need to make sure they can keep up with the competition. If we're talking about American hockey versus Swedish hockey, right? And so this lack of imagination that I think we have as a society and just in terms of like we we say, well, there's two genders. This is what we would expect. And we're all, a lot of us are trying to unravel that. But in terms of not just that they deserve to be there, but what they're capable of. We're asking the same thing about investment in the WNBA. We're asking the same thing about a lot of stuff in our society. And so it does seem backwards. You're like, oh, they're so precious. They need to be protected. But 40 years ago, people like weren't playing, women weren't playing hockey. Mm-hmm. They weren't. Basketball, yeah. sure. Like soccer, sure. Hockey's different. Like they're, everybody's on their own different timeline. So like, oh, they're going to. They're going to play the most physical game that we know. Well, they can't be that physical, can they? We, we're fine. And it ha- and it has to start. And you, you brought it up in terms of like the it needs. It's just like football and tackling. Like, sure, you're allowed to tackle. No, you need to know proper technique because you're either going to hurt yourself trying to tackle someone or you're going to hurt the other person. So mm-hmm. getting this at the lower levels so that at the younger age, they start to learn. I guess my one question to you, I kind of assume where you say there's not going to be open ice hitting yet. Is it no, safe that's to probably, say? No, it, that, it, it's just like... Like a wait period, right? In a few years? No, I, I think that the, the open ice hits, I, I think, are less important because once you get that open ice, the women's game is so skill-focused that they want to take the space rather than ruin it. And so, and, and, the, and the real difference, at least from my understanding and my experience with my four concussions that I sustained over the course of my career and what the problem is, is that when when women or girls or whatever go into the corner, they're not expecting somebody to hit them. So on the off chance that even somebody bumps them, let alone actually has the attention to hit them, they're not ready for it. And so you're ragdolled. Like, just think of what that does if your head snaps and hits something, let alone the torque, the snap of your actual neck versus teaching people at a young age to expect collision, to expect that, to have a defensive-minded, and even it's the difference of... It's a breath. It's flexing. It's literally that mu- that much of a difference. But if you're not taught that, if that's not ingrained in the way that you play, it is so hard to implement that later on and to have that expectation without completely derailing the rest of your game. And so it's a step in the right direction. Uh, open ice hits. I, I I just I don't see really that that big of a um, need for them. Let's just see where we're at with this. But I'm just glad we're we're seeing some progress with it because I think this could really open up the game to a whole different level. A hundred percent. And part of my ignorance, I guess one question too, to get some better understanding, if you could kind of explain to me, Lindsay, the difference between a, a game with hitting as opposed to not hitting in terms of the play style and the momentum and everything involved. Well, like I was saying with the Hillary Knight example, in terms of like when you're when you're playing defensively or if you're just a team that doesn't have as much skill at their disposal, I'm going to try to take options away from you I'm gonna try to make your job harder I'm gonna try to make you stay along the boards like if you want a good example of what a good physical game can do to the most skilled teams just watch the game against the or between the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues last night like the Colorado Avalanche are quickly running into the same problem they did against the Golden Knights last year which was they have a bunch of unbelievably highly talented human beings that happen to be massive and what happens when they all get cooked up and hopped up on their own stuff and all of a sudden there's three of them in like a 20 foot 20 square foot sheet of ice someone's gonna get clipped someone's gonna get disrupted and guess what the puck's going the other way and that's why they lost that game last night and that's why they lost that series last year because you can get the most expensive of thoroughbred horses in a phone booth as long as you put the fence posts in the right place right 
And that's what we're looking at. We're, we're looking at different tools to establish those fence posts and to invigorate the imagination on the women's side of the game. And so good talk to start out our playmakers here. Plenty more to get into. The touchables, who we would send away if we were that extra, extra powerful person in the power position. On the other side break, 1140 the bat. You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened. Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement, an entanglement, an entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement, an entanglement, an entanglement with August. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown. The Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Nobody's untouchable. Nobody. Nobody is. Nobody truly is above the rest of us, if you really think about it. Somehow, some way, karma will even it out. This is a fact. More bars, Lindsay. Just straight off the break. Thanks. I've never uh, seen The Untouchables. Isn't that like a famous real, movie? Well, no, but it's a song by the uh, Veronicas, which is a banger uh, and a half. Um, but we gotta we gotta reel back the bars because I feel like you're giving me too many bars and I'm like I gotta earn these. We gotta we gotta Lindsay, raise you're it up a, damn a little rapper. bit more. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, we're talking the touchables. We're talking people that we'd be willing to move, and we're gonna look at that in terms of of NHL teams, NBA teams, mostly non-playoff, but it will we'll definitely leave room for creativity because we know that there's only so many teams working with so much cap space and. Sometimes when we're talking about these pieces, they're big pieces, and you got to have two to tango. And so, you know, let's just keep it nice and friendly and, you know, kumbaya, and let's run through the Golden Knights roster and just pick out, you know, which ones we think. And be like, yep, I would definitely uh, take phone calls if a, the right phone call were, were made. Uh, yeah, now my mic's working. That was yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I said, yeah, and I didn't hear myself in my headphones. That's all but, good. Uh the Golden Knights, it's kind of – it leaves me speechless a lot, just kind of looking at the roster and – you know, what Pete they DeBoer have to was do. fired this week. Can yeah, you believe it or not? DeBoer's oh, sorry, gone. Steve Spot's gone. Um, I think McGill's gone too. So it, they really kind of cleared house there, and I wasn't really expecting that. I was honestly going to give DeBoer one more year because it was his last year on his contract. And you could kind of say injuries played a huge factor this season. But I, I don't, personally, I would have given him one more year, but that's completely besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just dive into mine. I would honestly look to trade Dodonov again. He's probably at the top of my list. Mm, two years remaining at $5 million. I should say one year remaining at $5 million. And um, on another UNLV podcast when Vegas first acquired him, I called him the poor man's Riley Smith. And I think looking at his stats, he kind of lives up to that because Riley Smith has missed a lot more time than Dodonov this season, and their product- production's pretty similar. Right. Um, and... They're both making the same amount of money, and Riley Smith is on an expiring deal this year. So I would personally keep Riley Smith. So you want you want to let well, so you want to re-sign Riley Smith. He's yeah. gonna be more expensive, and then you want to trade Dodonov. I would do that, yeah. And you want to keep Pete DeBoer. We're gonna let you season up a little bit more yeah. before we put you in the GM <laughs> chair. But in terms, of, I, I like the way that you're thinking though of just like not being afraid to make the move that kind of messed you up in the first Mm -hmm. place or one of the moves like for me like Mark Stone is untouchable obviously but like if somebody's calling me about either William Carlson or or Jonathan Marcheseau I'm listening Mm -hmm. because there's only so much space that this team has for wiggle room and clearly we we do not care about any sort of loyalty any sort of, of prior relationships 
And those are a couple names that I think a lot of people would say, there's no way they would consider that. They, I would absolutely consider that because I also find it ridiculous that Kelly McCrimmon, the injuries and all that other stuff, he says, well, the leadership, it was a lack of leadership. Pretty sure Alex Petrangelo played the entire year. Yeah. So there's that. He's untouchable because his contract is basically toxic. Uh, I don't like, I, I'm always looking at, at Shea Theodore as a potential thing, but I think they identify him as a long-term mm-hmm. guy here, which is fine. Laurent Bassois. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's definitely out. Especially he's with de- the no, emergence you, oh, of Logan yeah. Thompson. Thompson for sure. Like Adrian, is there like a guy, is there like a basketball team that you have in your mind where somebody kind of came out of nowhere, took a roster spot and has made somebody who's a mainstay expendable? Damn, that's a very, very good question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm trying to think. Someone who kind of kind of blew up this year. Yeah. And I think a team that kind of blew up this year that kind of made a superstar expendable, not necessarily just a certain player, but to me it's the Pelicans and Zion Williamson. That's a very good line to pull. And I, I think the thing people need to remember, especially with the draft lottery being on Wednesday and the fact that they have the eighth pick in the draft because they have it from the Lakers off of their trade. So they have Zion that they could ship, which even in the trade deadline before the Pelicans had their success, people automatically assumed and Zion's made comments about the Knicks that he would be the next quote unquote superstar to leave. But now with the first round, the, the eighth round pick, the eighth pick, excuse me, Devontae Graham, Zion Williamson. Like the Pelicans have a lot of pieces to be able to get what they need, which to me is a point guard. Um, and someone who can kind of facilitate the offense and take away some of the pressure from Brandon Ingram and just help this team grow with Alvarado and Herb Jones and all these dudes. So to me, Zion Williamson might be that superstar that's most likely because there's other huge superstars that, you know, we've talked about is Bradley Beal going to be traded for years, it seems like. And even there was some random rumors that he might be traded to the Cavs. I'm like, there's no way. I Everybody wants to it. go to the Cavs now, apparently. Very I mean, popular. I mean, it's it's kind of... I'm just it has been. Um, it, it, it's controversial, but hey, man, people are going to be coming to the Cavs. Another huge superstar that, I mean, on that draft lottery stage, he had the most pain on his face is Dame Lillard. Um, because... Yeah. The the Trailblazers, due to, you know, the percentage chance, they were supposed to be the fourth pick in the draft. They got the seventh. And even last year, the Warriors had the seventh pick in the draft. Or I, I don't believe it was the Warriors. Some team had the seventh pick in the, in the draft, and they assumed that they would very easily be able to trade that. And that wasn't the case. And it's outside teams, the top five. It's yeah. basically anomaly. Yeah, well, especially that year. This year is a little bit different because of, of this. this year's draft has a lot of depth where there's going to be these dudes that some teams are going to have as like a draft lottery that are going to fall down because that's what happens every year. But Dame Lillard, is he doesn't want to run away from the grind, but them having to tank this year was not what he's trying to do. Dame's trying to win. Right. So that those two dudes are Zion a little bit more likely than Dame. Um, those are the two guys to look out for. He's just waiting for somebody to meet him halfway. He's like, please, can someone come join hands with me so I can frolic into the sunset and at least pretend like it's a happy ending? And I know we are the home of the Dodgers, so I assume there's a lot of Lakers fans. Uh, highly unlikely that the Lakers pull that trigger. As much as you're going to Photoshop. It's not a popular time to be a Lakers fan, yeah. so I'm sure there's none of them. <laughs> so to Photoshop Dame on that Lakers jersey. Uh, something a little spicy on the NBA front, um, and, and when we were talking about this before the show, about some of these teams that we should discuss. You were like, we need to talk about the Utah Jazz. And 
I think it's no secret that Go Bears out. a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people want to implode the entire team from the coaching staff to some of these players. Go Bear, when you're looking at teams that are, are looking at him. Who needs a center? You, you're looking at Atlanta, Atlanta, Ooh. Golden Ooh. State, Toronto, and Dallas have been the teams. I like, that have, I like Atlanta. Yeah, and and that that was kind of one of the first ones. Golden State, it's just it, it, credit to Golden them. Golden State's got too much. They're not gonna be able to they, fit it in. But they don't in terms of cap. Yeah, but they're not gonna bring they're not gonna bring that personality in there. Why would they? Why would they need it? They don't need that. They don't need him to succeed. A hundred percent. But if Atlanta might. I mean, they didn't need KD though, Lindsay. So like, I'm saying Golden State. Well, like, that's what I mean. Why, of, why? Why would just because you are. Just because you can go big fish fishing doesn't mean you should. Well, I mean, Lindsey's a former defensive player of the year, and he's a center. That's the one thing that they don't have. They don't have a big. Right. They don't have a and big. And they're man. fine. They're, they might yeah. win the damn title this year. So, but I'm saying I'm not surprised that that they're kind of looking at what's going on, and also Rudy's contract um, is a little less. It, it's easier to move than Donovan Mitchell's. Uh, Rudy Gobert is about to turn 30, so some people might be right, skeptical. Right, he's the less the attractive age. option between the two. Yeah, and then when it comes to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, the spicy thing that I learned earlier this week, uh, Jake Fisher Bleacher Report came out with this article. But in the first round of the playoffs when Dallas uh, and Utah were going at it, in Dallas, uh, World Wide West, which is the president of the Knicks, and Julius Randle were courtside at the game in Dallas. And it pissed off Utah because they were kind of searching for Donovan Mitchell and trying to make that trade. And to me, when it comes to the Knicks, they have some flexibility. And Julius Randle is the only person that is not tradable. Everyone else can be shipped. They need a point guard. So whether it's Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson is going to be an unrestricted free agent, and he's earned his money this playoff run. Mike Conley from the Jazz, he might be another player to move. So the Knicks... Every year they 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 always say that they're going to be involved, right? LeBron's been he's going to go there. They've been saying it for twelve straight years. This is one of the few years, though, when it comes to actual cap flexibility that they have the pieces to be able to make moves. Yeah, well, and they got a little bit of taste of success, and they're looking to to expedite their rebuild back. One of an NHL team that's at a very odd crossroads right now are the Winnipeg Jets. They had their their coach step down halfway through the year. They, you know give a decent effort to try to make the playoffs, but ultimately didn't. But considering what their roster is stocked with, Dominic, they should be in the playoffs right now. Yeah, 100%. And they're going to be some big changes to this team. I would think Mark Scheifele's probably on the move. There's been rumors of that. Yep. He's uh, signed at 6-1 for the next couple of seasons. He's assistant captain, one of the one of the better centers in this league. Um, could certainly, I think, help out a team who's desperate with power play. Uh, when the when the Winnipeg Jets went out and traded Patrick Line for Pierre Luc Dubois, kind of made Shifley a little bit expendable. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Wheeler's not going anywhere. He's a captain. And he's too old. Um, There's been rumblings with Connor Hellebuck not wanting to stick around. That's interesting to me. Where'd you hear that? Uh, it was the report came out like today, and allegedly, like if the Jets begin a rebuild or anything like that, he doesn't want. Oh, to if be they there are beginning all. a rebuild, that that would he absolutely. Wants to leave. I wouldn't be surprised if Nate Schmidt ends up back in the zip code that wouldn't be too bad well you know for a team that's lacking a lot of spirit a lot of goodwill mm-hmm. what better person to bring in than the golden retriever of the golden Knights? exactly signed <laughs> at 595 for the next couple of years depends that we'd have to make a few few changes here and there but in terms of that might be enough of a big change for them or they might be willing to take a piece back just to get out from under his contract, because I know that they don't want to pay pay Nate Schmidt five nine five for the next three years. Mm-mm. No, there's no way. 
um, especially if they're going to be going through a rebuild. So if that's the, if that's the path they end up taking, like it's going to be open season. The only people that are like untouchable, like I, I said, would be like Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Ehlers, Pierre Luc Dubois, but otherwise everybody else, absolutely on the board. One hundred percent. Any other teams that you think uh, at the top of your mind? Quickly? Um, I'm gonna just go completely off the theme. Um, Florida. Okay. Florida. So the non-playoff team. Got I it. think. Um, I think them as a whole, instead of selling, I think they kind of need to buy like a veteran, because the way like the first two games against Tampa Bay, it just didn't seem like heartbroken. They what were, other veteran do you want to buy? They went out and got Claude. Giroux. I mean, like a veteran with like more Stanley Cup experience than Claude Giroux. Like who? Uh, an in. example that kind of worked out for Calgary was Blake Coleman. Okay. He's been playing great so far against Edmonton. I mean, the, the one game that I've seen um, that they've played. But just the way that Tampa Bay played against Florida, Tampa Bay just seemed like they wanted it a bit more. Well, Tampa Bay's also been through this the last uh, couple of yeah. years. And, and, like, Florida's dealing with a lot of different pressure. I don't, I always get really careful. Well, they, they want it more. Sometimes it's just bounces that go one way versus the other. But – such it, a heartbreaking it's, cu- loss. it's curious mm-hmm. how quiet their power play has gone. I think they didn't yeah. have any power play goals against the Washington Capitals last round. And it's just like for like they're not nearly as reliant on their power play for success as say like the New York Rangers are. But when you have as high end of talent on Florida as you do have, and then it that area isn't producing for you, you're like, what the hell's happening? Mm-hmm. Like what? What's wrong? Yeah, what's going on? That like, loss you know. made me listen to Papa Roach last well, night. Oh, I bet with uh, like a second and a half left, like, like literally the worst way you can lose, like one. the most yeah. demoralizing. It's just like wide open in the slot too, and that's where it's like, it's not a blowout loss either. So you got to stick with Bob too, and it's mm-hmm. just. But yeah, I, sometimes it's just the wrong roll of the dice. But we've been saying the same thing about the Toronto Maple Leafs for years. So Lindsay, I have yeah. to do one more. And okay. since since Dom brought up Florida and, and you know down south in Miami. Uh, the Miami Heat might trade Jimmy Butler. Not this offseason. I almost just swore. You're nuts. Why am I nuts? <laughs> Why would they trade Jimmy because Butler? Because his attitude and his it's kind of it uh, it, it, it it's tiresome. It's whole career. What? It's his whole where, career. Where are you getting the yeah, okay? Pat Riley's old. He wants to continue winning. If there's able if there's anyone who's able to finesse and make something work, if there's a, an opportunity to get a megastar. A mega, he, mega Jimmy star. Jimmy is a mega star. He shows uh, up in the playoffs. That's the most important time to be a mega star. And he's been to two streets. He's on his way to another Eastern Conference Finals. They went to the final two years ago. Okay. I'm just saying. You're high. <laughs> Yesterday, I wish I was. Yesterday, I told you about Nick Saban. <laughs> that is honestly more controversial than your Marcus Smart take. I'm just dancing. <laughs> I'm offended. Why would Pat Riley, Riley, who's been in this league for years, who knows how to learn from his own damn mistakes, let Dwayne Wade walk out the door and ruin that whole thing and that whole relationship? And he was correct by that. Fine. But guess what? Know where you be incorrect for? For your superstar guy that was in your uh, uniform for his entire career. Dwayne Wade's the guy that you re-signed for a little bit more money than you had originally thought. I disagree. And I, and I think he was right. And even him getting Jimmy Butler, they had no cap space. He was a magician making that yeah. happen. Jimmy Butler is going to get traded away from the Listen, Heat. Listen, well, straight deadline. Okay. Maybe next My year. God. I'm just saying. We need to go to break. I need to collect myself, <laughs> especially with our new bit on the way. I want to make sure I'm in a good mindset for this. <laughs> Prepare your accents, people. Uh, fancy pantsy on the way. Love for the bet. 
Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I know you want pop. You want Damn. You want Got that round. You want it. Boom, boom. This year's remix. Got some phonics. So I got pop. I got Damn. I got rockin' electronic. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. If We Found Love isn't the peak of music, the United States of Pop 2009, DJ Earworm certainly uh, would be the, the second person to take up that torch, just in my mind. Dominic, you obviously agree. I- uh, you know sure. DJ Earworm yeah. and, the, and the cultural revolution we that go, he provided. Me and him go way back, right? you know. You know. You <laughs> know. DJ Earworm. It was like, without DJ Earworm, half of what TikTok does doesn't exist in terms of all their mashups and all their little remixes that they do. But um, in terms of like a remix and an exercise in creativity, we thank you for being here with us today. <laughs> like, we appreciate you. And- as well, always. I'm not guaranteeing that this is going to be great. Like, sometimes you try to do stuff and it ends up being great. And sometimes you try to do stuff and it's terrible. I'm not sure what this is going to be. I- I'm really not. But I woke up this morning and I don't know what the idea was to inspire this. But I was like, or I was listening to some classical music. That's basically what it was. And I was like. Genius music. Yeah. I was just like showering, getting my day going. And I'm like, would it be, it'd be like really funny to talk in like British accents or fancy accents over this music. So it's like you and me would be in a parlor or study somewhere, you know, having an absolute chat between two chaps, you know, just having a having a chat. And that we're not actually listening to one another. We're just talking at each other, but make it about like sports. So I thought, why not make it a radio bit? First time in the parlor. First time for everything, right? In the parlor. I mean, a parlor. <laughs> in the <laughs> okay, Dom, you're nailing it. And we even picked out theme music. Like we we put a lot of a lot of thought into this bit. And so, like I said, if it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, we're sorry. Another 11:40 the bet production. Hey, young Metro, I don't trust you. I'm gonna shoot you. Lord have mercy. Dominic, 
this man named Mito Perea. Really? Leading the PGA Championship as we speak, my good man. Mm. That's quite crazy. <laughs> Eight under par through the 17th hole. Indeed. <laughs> that seems splendid. I've never heard of this individual until I literally saw him take over Will Zalatoris, or as I like to say, Will Z uh, Zalatora. Indeed. <laughs> wow. You are just absolutely fostering the conversation for us, Adrian. Thank you. As we talk about golf, the game of whispers. Golfing. Your accent is so bad. You know, the, the movie Happy Gilmore is well, probably my favorite golf movie. Oh, the ninth green at nine. Are you familiar? Yes. Oh. He, he was dressed quite proper for that. He was. He was so It was he a was shame ready. he got wet there. <laughs> he did. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> You do know fashion, Dom. I do. I'm a fashion maestro, what, if you will. It? Where are you from, Adrian? What, what part of the of the island? Nottingham. Do you well, from? No <laughs> well, I am also rich like you guys. Indeed. Hmm. Really? Indeed. But I'm from America. America? You're one of those Yanks, are you? Yes. Are you the ones who dumped over? our tea into the harbor in Boston. <laughs> yes. Speaking are of, you kidding? Speaking of Boston, I, I do love tea. <laughs> Do you? Of the green How kind. How do you take it? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I take it well. Uh, cream, sugar? Cream? First? On tea? On tea? Shaking a stir. That sounds like a... I don't think they shake the tea leaves there, do you? Oh, uh, really? You, are they really? If you, if you shake it like that, it would seem... Hmm. Only if they were booty picks. That's when Adrian would be interested. Well, there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you missed that part about our show is that he um he likes certain pictures on Twitter, and the thing is is that Adrian didn't know that we can all see what you like on Twitter, and so we have an interview with Joe O from the BetQL deal. I'm literally sobbing because I'm in the accent. <laughs> America. He's from Chicago. He's from Chicago, the great Chirac. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he brought it to our attention, the pics of the booty and Adrian's frequency of that of, the rope. of that particular establishment. ESPN wishes we were on commentary for this tournament right now. Who is Dan Labatard? That, the he man? would never do this. He would never attempt something like this. You know that's, it. That's why you got to bookmark it. Bookmark it. I'll make a burner. Oh. Something like that. A burner account, you oh. say. Yes. My philosophy. On the telly. Hmm. My philosophy is to share... The wealth, not necessarily my money, of course not, never, but the wealth of knowledge mm. through the tweets. Of mm. looking at nice things. Nice oh, looking at oh, nice what things. What are you looking at? Speaking of nice things, John Daly. Oh, John, did you John see Dele. his pantaloons the other day? His trousers. Ever most fashionable. Quite crazy. I. Harry Potter. I, I would say imaginative. <laughs> maybe not crazy, saw. imaginative, perhaps. Just uh, maybe Quite a bold. creative visionary of, of a sort. Mm, indeed. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, what happened to Virgil? <laughs> Who's Virgil? Virgil Albo. May he rest in Who? peace. He was, Is that uh, an Aquarius moon? He's uh, He was a creative director of uh, Off-White. Off-White? He did a lot of fashion stuff. It's all white and gold. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Tiger. Just one. That's usually how it is. How about that Taylor Gooch, though? That's an actual <laughs> golfer. Tied for 16th as we speak. Excuse he spells me? his name T-A-L-O-R-G-O-O-C-H. The Gooch! 
Showed a 69 yesterday, fellas. If my son is listening, cover your ears. <laughs> hmm, indeed. Now you gotta start him young, this education. Mm. I was watching Scarface at around four. Oh, of course, you're in college. You got the poster as well? No, I do not. Oh, that's good. You got uh, Johnny Cash flipping off the camera. America. Mm -mm. Oh, that's great. That's where I'm from. America. America. <laughs> indeed. You're from Cleveland? Yes. Ohio. <laughs> the land of fellers. The, the land of Cleveland. Believeland, if you will. Wait, if some, you... <laughs> some would say, indeed, they play golf in Cleveland for only two months. They do. Due to the environment, they're kind of scared and don't play in the snow. Snow. That's completely fair. The ball's white, snow's white. And so is that you movie Scarface. It involves a lot of white stuff in there. Indeed, Speaking it does. Of a lot of white the stuff, powdering of the nose, you say? The powdering of the nose? Going to the loo to powder the nose. Is this on radio? I don't think they say radio. Radio? Rodeo? I think they probably say the BBC. Oh. Oh, per perhaps. Uh, what's the what's the video system that they watch everyone on? The telly. No, that's that's not the television. The, not the rigid. No, it's it's like it's like, I don't know. It's another acronym of sorts. I have to give oh. myself credit. I'm staying in my box. Mm, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> you are minding your own box. I will say very well. That's very crazy. well. You're you're such a big boy. Thank big, you. A big fella. So mature. So, Tommy Fleetwood, his swing is arabesque, one could say. Your thoughts? I believe, if I can recall, he has a chance of winning this tournament this weekend, if he plays well. Um, he's certainly within striking distance. He's only at one over. See, that's the thing. Do you want to be over or under? Depends on who's above you, I suppose. <laughs> Mark wow. hasn't walked down here, so clearly, maybe he's actually entertained. Hey, that may be. I hope so, because I surely am. <laughs> Jordan Spieth. I saw him line up for about a 15-foot putt. Usually, if we were in 2015, many years ago, many moons. Many Sunk. fortnights. Sunken. Many fortnight. Many many a fortnight ago. Good man. Indeed. Indubitably. Great words, uh... <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but the putts are not falling for him, and until those putts start falling for him, I'm afraid that we're not going to be able to really see what Jordan Spieth is, and thank God we're done with this bit. Our accents need work, or at least they need work on there, but regardless... You guys killed it! It was a good bit. Pip-pip cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> say Shirek again! We have another Shirek. hour of this. <laughs> we'll be back. Love for the bet. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.